Welcome, 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 welcome. This is Sister Nayera, your transformational life coach and speaker. I am live with you all today from Heal on Purpose podcast. We are here to intentionally eradicate generational trauma, dramas, limiting beliefs, and self-sabotaging behavior patterns. Today, family, I am truly excited to bring forth my special guest, a young Black man that's in the community that is fired up, he's focused, he's dedicated, and he's committed to changing the future of changing the generational traumas and dramas to make a better future for our youth. Not only is he a master Barbara, the owner of Clippers Magazine, a youth coach, a mentor, a father, a companion, a son, a friend to many. I am happy and elated to say that he is my brother, not just a brother in faith, but my biological brother, one that I love, I admire. He's my younger brother, but he's my big brother. And today I'm going to bring forth the only, the one and only Coach Luke. Thank you for being here, Coach Luke. This is my brother, y'all. Hey, all right. <laughs> yes, we here, we here, we here. You know, Coach Luke. Um, and it's so it's an honor to even call you Coach Luke. You know, I just know you as bro. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yes, we affectionately call him in family proud, you know, but that's that's a family thing. And I'm just so happy to have you here, you know, brother, to to just be able to share some insight, some motivation, some inspiration, and truly the the, the struggle. Because it ain't, you know, we ain't always had it good, but we always had the best. Right. And, uh, so to have you here is definitely an honor. And I gave my loving inspiration of who you are, but I would like for you to tell the listening audience in the community, who are you, Coach Luke? I'm Coach Luke. Uh, I coach youth football. I'm a master barber. Uh, I'm just a staple in the community. I'm, I try to do right by what by everybody. That's just yes. Coach Luke. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I like that you say that you're a staple in the community, and that's a part of this program today. You know, we're going to talk about how other um, and father. We got it's five of us, <laughs> yeah. and um, you are the second. You are the second person that we can look to, and 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 know that. Ask you right now, my my big my big brother, what inspires you to become a staple in the community? Well, what what inspired me to become a staple in the community? Because we don't have staples in the community. We we have we have a lot of negativity that I see going on around us, and it just just embarked upon me just to be the one that's positive. That's it. 
Hello? I don't know. We breaking up. And I'm sorry. Hold on. David. Okay, y'all, hold on one second. Okay. Okay, Luther? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Family, y'all please bear with us. This We having some technical difficulties here. So, Luther, what inspires you the most? To become what a staple a, in the community. Uh, like I said, there, there's really not too many positive role models going around in the black community. These days, if you if you look at everything that influences us, it shows negativity. So with that being said, I chose to go the opposite route and, and try to influence kids. So uh, you know, as I as a being a barber, I get to be next to kids and I'm next to their ill. To well, anything that I say uh, can be heard, and sometimes it's only solidified outside of the household, outside of what their parents tell them. So when they hear it from somebody else, it sounds right and it sounds true to them. So versus me telling them the same thing that we're hearing in the music, I it chose to tell them what's right, what's going on, and how to further their future. So that's how I uh, chose to become a staple in the community. Oh, that's powerful, bro. You know, that's powerful. You know, being able to choose to choose positivity over negativity when we living in a society where you know it's easily to be disrupted and distracted from pos positivity and right. you know as i think about how we grew up and the things that we had to face and the circumstances that we went through you know if you don't mind i know it wasn't always your mindset to be positive you know tell us give us a point what was your victim to victoria's story uh, just growing up and living a lifestyle that I really didn't have to live, going to jail and being in a place that I did not know, I knew I did not want to be. And being around, being locked up in a room for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and, I, and doing that for months on end, years on end, I knew that wasn't for me. So when I got my behind out of that situation, I knew I had to stay out that situation. So like you said, I wasn't always thinking about doing right. I was trying to do wrong, just being rebellious because I, I was already I was born into right. So I just figured like doing wrong was going to be for me. But then when I got into some wrong, I seen that it wasn't for me. And now it's time for me to go back right and stay right. Now, now that's that's a whole word right there, you know, to be able to be under somebody else's control, you know, going going to prison. And I remember that, you know, you was what, 18, 19? I was 18. 18 years old going to prison. And, you know, I watched our mama, you know, you was sentenced to four years, but you God bless you to get out in 11 months. And because of her not having a high school education, not having the money to get an attorney. She studied night and day 
and she filed for an appeal and she won that appeal to bring you out of jail out of prison at 18 years old how did that make you feel yeah, well, that made me feel blessed and, and thankfully that I, I do got a mama that do care about me and that do love me that's what i was trying to explain earlier i'm in a situation with, through through my life the way i was born and who i am that situations like this happen for me to make me be able to be able to coach you football if i didn't have a mother that loved me the way she do i wouldn't be coach luke today it won't i'm only coach luke because of my mom and the things that she do for me and the way, like you said, when I went to prison, she was there for me. It's my right hand. She was my right hand girl. She right. she looked that up with to well, my you know, I have intelligence, but my intelligence led me to stupidity. To where I wasn't researching and doing investigations. And she was telling me, Luther, go to that law library. Luther, do this. Luther, do that. But man, within my ignorance and at the time, I, she did it for me to make sure I was straight. So I'm only Coach Luke because of her. Yeah, that's that's the power of a mother's love, you know, and um, I want to talk a little bit about you talked about the mother's love, you know, but let's talk about the love of a father. Now, you are a father of uh, 13, 12, 13, 12. OK, I'm, I'm sorry, I got it wrong. You're a father of 12, right? Correct. Beautiful black children. Correct. What's your love? Like, tell us some of your passionate moments about that. About being a father? Yes. Uh, just seeing them born and watching them in advance. That's the that's 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 one of the best moments you can have as a father having kids, man. Just when you see them come into the world and not knowing who they is and what they is, and now I'm watching them advance and they're growing up and they're adults and they had their free thinkers and they they independent and it, that's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. Watching watching them kids grow up. Yes, free thinkers. Now free tell thinkers. us, tell us, uh, tell us some. Uh, what's your relationship? What was your relationship with your father, our father, our daddy? I, I had a great relationship with my dad. You know, I wasn't, I didn't live in a household with him all my life. But, you know, when I seen my dad, he taught me things. He gave me whatever he could possibly give me. And he showed me whatever I needed to know to for me to be successful for today. That was my dad. He was, he was a great dad. Took me anywhere I wanted to go. And it, he showed me what it, what family was. Like, stick to your family. Be, be around your family. That was, like, one of the main things I got from him. But my dad was awesome. My dad Absolutely. was my dad was amazing. Absolutely. So growing up, Luther, one of your passions was to play football. Let's right. talk about little Luther in life for football. Hold on, hold on. Go back in there. My my life with football. Uh, you know, I'm I I grew up playing football because the neighborhood we lived in. Back to, back in my times growing up, all the boys played out the door. All boys, we didn't stay in the house playing on no video games. So football and our it was like religion in our neighborhood. And so in order for me to play, I had to get out there with them or sit on the side. So as I had a dream of playing football because I'm just naturally good at it. I'm just naturally good at it. But I didn't want to play football because I was scared to get hit. I didn't want them boys hitting on me and stuff like that. So 
just my my dream of playing football, it really did last long. It only lasted because everybody else was doing. Yes. So now you're a coach. Right. You're you're a football coach. And we're looking right. at a society today where the religion is the religion for look like you say football was a religion for you, but the religion for these children, from my viewpoint, and you can maybe expound, is these games. You know, they playing these video games. Um, the what is it? The uh, uh, what's that? The the one where they shoot the uh, right, right. But you now, you know, we can't put it all on the kids on, on with this situation. You're right. Kids these days, they're stuck into this entertainment world. They're stuck into this virtual world. They're stuck into the matrix. But it's not all on the kids because they don't have the money to buy this stuff. That, well, let's speak into that. Let's speak into that because this is necessary. If we're going to change, you know, generational traumas, dramas, limiting beliefs, and but we're furthering it, maybe it's out of ignorance. Maybe, I mean, what do you see, like, if it's not all on the children, now that bring the responsibility back to the parents. Speak into that. Okay. Uh, when I went to school, we used to have these things called, like, bag races, like a field day, what they call a field day, to where kids had to compete against each other. But on your way to field that you knew you was going to be jumping in the bag with me, the leg race or the egg race or something. This was competition. And see, this comes from me being out the door all the time. These kids these days, they're in video games. So when you put your kid into a competition, he's not competing. So what I mean by this is if you let your son play Fortnite, mm -hmm. if you let your son play John Madden, if you let your son play NBA 2K, or any popular video games, and they're on that game for five, six, seven hours a day, they're not thinking about going outside to be active in the community. So when mm -hmm. I put them up against a kid that's active, then you're looking, and then you as a parent sitting on the sideline, and you're like, why my son can't run? Why my son ain't running through the cones or his footwork drills are not up the, up the par? Because he's not even thinking about that. He ready to leave football practice or the practice that we, the competition that we in, and to go get back onto the video game back into a world that don't exist right now we need these kids need skills to, to even climb a tree let's just say take something as basic as climbing a tree some of these kids don't even climb a tree they scratching their head like what's that coach luke because they're sitting in the house all day on video games and they don't have the money to buy the parents have the money to buy the mama is the rn with the money the daddy owned the lawn service the daddy owned the washing or uh, uh, the car business. The daddy, the mama owned, she she does these other stuff. So when the kid asks for these toys, they go right out and buy them. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So you, I'm, you see I'm, this? I want to talk to my listening audience. Hey, family, as you're out there listening to us and whatever is making valuable points, put it in the comment section. We want to hear from you as we're having this candid discussion on black men standing up in the community and taking a role of leadership, mentorship, and really giving us a roadmap out. Because we know in this day and time that violence is raising in the community, especially amongst black youth. And so I'm going to ask Coach Luke, what is the alternative to really take our children's minds out of this violent behavior pattern that we are seeing grow every day? You know how we're going to have to get our kids back away from all this right here? We're going to have to do it together. 
we as parents are not together. Me and you are not together on the issue of our kids. You think one way about your kids and I think one way about my kid. So when we come together in a function, this is what how we behaving. So your kid feel like he could just say or do anything amongst anybody and there's no repercussion to that. My kid don't think like that. So your kid is willing to cuss me and you out. And that's where yeah. the violence is going to come in because my kids stand on principle. He's not going to let you cuss me out. He's not going to let you just disrespect me. So your kid just feel like he could say any or do anything that he wants. See, we got to come together and start teaching these kids right from wrong. So when we do get into these functions, in case your kid do say something or he's out of place, nobody goes outside his head. Right. And that's how the violence starts. Your, my, your son just feel like he could say anything. F the world. It's freedom of speech. I can say and do what I want to, but you just can't do that. You can't come in at my uh, our situation and just do that because we're going to say something to you because we stand on principles too. Right. So violence is coming from the the, the, the level of respect out here. And, and that's what we got to do is as parents is come back and get our kids back to respecting each other and respecting what we have going on in our own community. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches is our unity family is more stronger than a hydrogen or atomic bomb. And that's what I'm hearing from Coach Luke is we got to bring community back to community. You know, we, we got to be able to, you know, come together as parents and get on the same accords. And like you said, you know, many of us have different value systems. What is your core values? Give us four principles of your core values when it comes to community, when it comes to being a father to these children, a mentor, a coach. Give us four core values. Honesty. Mm -hmm. Somebody no, write that down. Honesty. Honesty. Because nobody ain't going to trust you if they find out you are you with the book, what these children call capping these days. Man, if you full of cap, these children don't trust you. They find out that you full of cap. They ain't going to trust you. And that's what you got to build upon next. Now, you, after honesty, we're going to come with respect. These children want respect, too. You just can't keep telling them, go sit your little ass down some motherfucking well. Yeah, right. I understand you, you feel real candid now. <laughs> yeah, you, you just can't keep telling them that. This is what, as parents, what we do. You don't respect what they're saying. You're not respecting what they got going on. You may, you're not respecting their dream. You're making them go follow your dream. You want your son to be a doctor. You want your son to be this. You want your son to be that. So you putting them into that. But the boy telling you this ain't what I want to do. You're not respecting what I'm telling you. Mm. I'm telling you that I want to do this. I want to do that. I got big dreams of this. I got bigger dreams of that, mama. And you not even listening or respecting what I say because you don't respect it because you don't value it. Now, mm. after all that, now, after respect comes the value. You got to right. value everything that's going on. You got to have values. You got mm. to have that. If you have no values, the disrespect ain't going to be there. And the respect level ain't going to be there. The, the honesty ain't going to beat up because you don't value nothing that you're talking about. You could be talking about anything. Like they say, the, the church say, caps in your raps. Mm. You can't have yes. caps in your raps. Right. And the last thing I would want to say uh, uh, with the folk is, is loyalty. Mm -hmm. it, it sounds cliche, 
But people want somebody that they know gonna ride or die with them these days. I ain't yes, willing sir. to I ain't willing to, to keep sharing or open myself up and doing all these different things or with people that I know that's gonna be in my corner. This is right. how kids feel. Some of these parents not even loyal to their own kids. You'll be with your kid, but then again, as soon as your homeboy or your homegirl or something else pop up, you'll put your kid dream down and go over there and, and hang with them. Your kid, like these boys 13, 9, 10, 11, they understand that. That when my daddy friend come over there, he ain't even playing football with me no more. Wow. He over there talking about stuff that don't even matter. Talk about other stuff. Mama ain't even home. He talk about other girls. But you think your son don't know that? Wow. Somebody put that in the chat for me, family. I'm sorry. I can't type all of this stuff, but I do not want these points to go unnoticed. You, um, he said loyalty. And, you know, that's real. You know, have you ever been in a situation where you felt that you needed you needed your core values and it wasn't available to you? You know, the core values of having respect, love, I'm sorry, respect, value, loyalty, you know? How do how does a child overcome that when they can't see they may not identify this core values, but this is the type of support that I need? How do you what would you tell a child that's listening or a parent that's listening how to get in communication about these four values that you have raised the point? What is the solution? Listen. Mm. It's simple as listen. Stop always trying to talk. Just listen. Somebody trying to tell you something. That's why you got two ears and one mouth. If you could just listen to what's being said to you, then you'll understand that. Mm -hmm. The kids are always trying to take their kid. Your kid is trying to tell you what's important to them, what they value, what they belief system is. And we just have to listen to him. Don't think because he's only two years old, he ain't trying to tell you what he believes in. Don't tell you. Yeah, they, they telling you. They tell my son tell me every day what he believe in. I have learned to understand him. He's a genius. Kids are geniuses. I'm the dumb one. Mm. So I, the one key word I'm saying that is just listen. They're telling you. You just got to figure it out. You got to decipher that on your own. You know, bro, you said something real, real key. You know, children have voices too, and I remember coming up as a child that I didn't always feel like I had a voice. I always, I didn't feel like, you know, from my, my vantage point and maybe my parents thought, thought it or those who helped raise us, maybe they felt like, you know, I had a voice, but there was times in my life where I felt like I didn't have a voice, you know? So to have someone to listen to you and not tell you, okay, sit down, shut up. Children are, are, are not, what is it? Um, uh, you know, we used to be told, uh, stay out of grown people business. And I understand uh, those are values, but at what point does a child um, have a voice? So that what you said is really key to be able to listen to our children and allow them to express themselves, you know, and really cultivate in, in teaching our children how to express themselves. And I believe from my vantage point, the way we do that is to be able to start a conversation. What is the best way to start a conversation with our youth today? Especially when, okay, at this point, they feel like we don't understand them. And I agree, we don't understand them. We're in a different world, we're in a different time period than when we grow up. So what 
would you say? How does a parent, a child, I mean, a teacher, a friend, a mentor, the neighbor across the street, how do we become relatable to these children today? Instill your core values on them. Just mm -hmm. the, the same thing you believe in, you approach them kids with that. They know sincerity. Man, I know when you're sincere about something, them kids can feel that. So if you come up to me talking to me as a kid and you trying to uh, embark upon what, trying to figure me out, I could tell if you genuine. They, these kids, let me just break it down. These kids know when Coach Luke coming up them with the bull. Man, you, Coach Luke, my mama sent you up here to talk to me. Or Coach Luke, I could tell when you just really care about me, bro. See, you they know they can feel that. Man, what's going on in your life today, bro? What's wrong with you? What happened in school? Oh, yeah. See, they can they know when I'm sincere about that. So I don't I, I really don't know how to answer this question, but what I do is I always probe them with positivity. How was it, man? What happened in school today? What happened at lunch? Right. <laughs> you feel me? Yes. I probe them with positivity. Oh yeah, man! I heard that you. I heard that y'all did have a little dance at school. Tell me about that, coach. We had no dance at school. We did this and this. I, that's how I hear them. Cause so they know you get into their world. Get into their world. Get into their world. Yeah, that's what I do. Uh, you know, yes. different different approaches work for different people, but you know, I I, I play the role with them. They kids, right. And I see, I, I feel you and I see you, you know, and I'm, I'm getting a different light from you, bro. And I, I really appreciate your vulnerability. You know, how important would you say in this day and time, and, I, and I'm really honing in on the black man, you know, uh -huh. to show vulnerability, you know, vulnerability, I believe in this day and time is necessary. How do we show our children and in particular our little boys on how to be vulnerable to show emotions, especially when we come up in a culture that boys don't cry or you become a little sissy or something if you crying and this, that, and the other. How do you break the barriers of to become vulnerability? vulnerability? These, day, these days, right, in the time that you living in right now, these children got a term that say lame. They not showing that they lame. Ain't no kid finna show you that they are lame. So they not finna cry in front of you. This is where the violence come in at. Cause then this cause they, they have been disrespected there or they've been put in this position to where they feeling like they're lame. And when kids feeling like they what they call this lame, this is where they're gonna react. So to show the the to help ease that, I don't try to put or try to get them out of put or try to rec make them recognize that. When you see situations where people trying to make you feel a lame or be a lame, or you in that situation, you got we let's take some steps back so we don't act upon that. You feel what I'm trying to say? If that makes sense, somebody could come up and, somebody could come up and disrespect one of my 14 year olds and make him put, man, you ain't smoking this bud. You a lame, bro. You lame as hell. I try to tell them to get away from that. You already know they coming. When you walk away, you ain't no lame. Ain't nothing lame about you not smoking no weed. See, we put kids into situations to make them feel like they like they vulnerable. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So the best way for me to approach that and to tell them is, man, you not know you not that you something bigger than that. You could get away from any situation that you want to come to Coach Luke, call Coach Luke, bro. I come pick you up. So so you're saying, wow, that's powerful. You know, you're saying we got to be accessible. Right. Always have an outlet. You got to have an outlet and always instill that into the to the kids' head. When it, peer pressure is a mug, 
when they when they when you when your friend first try to give you a cigarette, you looking for a way to tell him no, but nobody never told you how to say no. Come on, come on, wait a minute, hold it. <laughs> you know, this is real talk, okay? Nobody showed you how to say no. Nobody now, I never know told you how to say no. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very transparent with us. We came up in a culture where parents you know, I ain't gonna say parents because our parents didn't never do it, but adults smoke with children. You you understand? Or right. or you know, drugs was openly or drug dealing and these type of things was openly the child can sit and there was no covering, right? right? So now here it is. We had to go through that to grow through that. What are you doing to change the dynamics of that? I mean, you spoke a lot, but give us some insight. What can a person do where drugs and uh, in, in all of these things are very prevalent in the community? How do we get our children from underneath that type of exposure? Keep them active and, and stuff that where drugs are not allowed nowhere near around. Mm -hmm. You got to put them in activities that where if drugs was there. The whole the whole situation was collapsed. See, we're not putting our kids in a position to succeed it, it, when it comes down to that. Drugs are everywhere. We can't say that, right? But right. if I leave my kid walking through my neighborhood all day for four five hours, he's gonna find some drugs around here. But if I put my kids in a in a community event and he out there for the next six hours, the likelihood of him finding drugs today will be slim to none. So if I keep my kid busy every day and I be with him every day, the chances of him finding drugs going to be slim to none. Right. Uh, Ida Mind Family is the devil's workshops. I'm going to ask somebody to drop that in the comments. And Ida Mind is the devil's workshop. And so, Coach Luke, I want to show you in action, right? We did a lot of talking, but I want to show a picture um, of you in action, I hope my 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 engineer is able to put that up. This is the passion. Tell me, Coach Luke, as you see that picture, what do you see in this picture as it relates to yourself personally, your family, your community, and ultimately the world? When you look at this picture, what do you see? Wow. Wow. Just uh, I, 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 I see a lot. I, I see I, I, I see us me trying to me trying to direct these little boys. Look at them. They lost. They look at these. He's looking for Coach Luke. He's looking for that. He's looking for that. Like I say, he's looking for that trust. Coach Luke, is this what you saying working? Because I don't mm -hmm. believe it's going to work. Them boys bigger than me. Is what you going to show me work? Mm -hmm. I don't prepare you. I, Coach Luke, you don't prepare me. But look at it. Look at the Look at the look in Bryson's eyes. Look at the look of confusion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at me, look at me solidifying. I'm I'm going over trying to tell him, Bryson, look, it's gonna be okay. All we gotta do is this, all we gotta do is that. And he he's looking for somebody to trust. Mm -hmm. He's scared. Mm -hmm. He's scared. So you see me out there dealing with that, trying to instill that into these kids. It's gonna be all right, bro. No matter what we're going through in our life, up or down, it's gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. Let me show you the right way. Not just him, everybody on the, in the community. Trust Coach Luke. Mm -hmm. Look at our opponent. We we got we got something that we got we we got a we got trial and tribulation right here in front of us. 
Mm-hmm. We, we, can't, we can't turn around from this. We got to meet it head on. This is adversity. It's about how we going to respond. Is we going to tuck our tail and go over there and cry? Or is we going to get back out here and play? Mm-hmm. This is what Absolutely. we have to instill into these kids. Is it, it goes on all everywhere in their life. It ain't just on that football field. That kid could be facing adversity where he's stuck in life. That could be, and he's looking confused. How he gonna get up out of it? Is anybody there to show him a way to get up out of it? Is anybody there to tell him no? Come on. Is you showing him how to say no? Mm. Drugs are in his face every day. Mm-hmm. The wrong mm-hmm. situation is in his face every day. But you know what? He's going to be able to look back and see that stuff with Coach Luke. That's the same. All that picture right there shows you a lot. That's what's going to go on in our community. That's what's going on in our community. Our boys are out here in this world and they're looking confused. Who is right there next to them to show them that, 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 that this going to be okay? Who is there next to them to show them that it's going to That's Coach Luke. I'm in the community showing every little. That ain't my son. My son on the team too. But I'm showing every little boy, when you get confused, you can rely on what I just showed you and it's going to get you through. Absolutely. And so that's the value of having black men in black leadership roles to black children and in particular, the black boy. That's that's very powerful. There's a lot I want to say about that, but, you know, I can't expound on everything. I, I understand. So, bro, you know, when I looked at that picture, what I seen is for the future of our children. We're in our winning season. And a lot of us don't know what it looks like or to feel like to just win in life because of the circumstances and the conditions that we're currently or we always kind of find, trying to wiggle our way through or maneuver our way through. What does it feel like when you got a child that ain't never experienced their winning season, but they get out on that field and they experience that winning season? Talk about that. That's one of the biggest joys in the world. That's one of the biggest joys in the world to take somebody that don't know nothing about nothing and see and put them into an experience where they're enjoying it. That's one of the biggest feelings that you could ever have in life. It don't have to just be football. It could be in your arena too. Just take somebody that don't know nothing about what you know and show them and let them experience that. Then you'll see the gratitude that you get out of it. I take these kids don't don't know nothing about football show them about football and now they're winning like you say they're winning in life because now they're prepared to go do do football activities or know something about football and that makes them feel better some six a six-year-old that don't know who a quarterback is or what a quarterback is now he could go tell his dad and, and have a conversation with his dad that's a beautiful feeling to me because that's breaking down the barriers that we have up, up against us some of these dads don't know how to talk to their kids and sometimes football is the way to start that conversation Absolutely. What would you say to to black men as far as getting activated in mentorship and leadership in the community? Right now, I would just say, just get up and start. Your son, your daughter is involved in something right now. It ain't got to be an extracurricular activity. It's in, in school. Just get up and be active with it. My son, my son was involved in the football. At, for you football so I just got up and was a coach and I've been coaching ever since so get up and just participate in the things that your kid already got going on just be active with it and that'll help like you say that'll help build a trust with your kids because you like my daddy coach my mama my mama is on the team board 
So they liable to go even harder, and you are liable to see get better results out your kids. It's, sometimes it's the kids, I ain't going to say all the time, but sometimes it's the kids that don't have parents involved into these activities with them or help them get into stuff. That's the ones that's causing the trouble in the community. My son don't cause trouble because he know I'm a coach at that field. It'd be the kids that's causing trouble at that field. Their parents not out there. They get dropped off or they walk into the field or stuff like that. The more you involved in your kid's life, the less trouble you have to really worry about. Right. Now you share something backstage that everybody can't and everybody don't have the position or the role or the time to be on a field. Right. Right. And that can also be a help or also a hindrance. Give us your viewpoint of those who, how did you position yourself to be available to be not just a father, but an active leader with your children in the things that they do? Uh, the backstory on that would be is, is, is how can I say it? It's the first time I say it, it's destined. This is, this was destined for me. And the way I was, the way I was raised helped me with this too, right? I said that to say this. I'm blessed enough to be able to put myself in position because I went to school. I furthered my education. I took the necessary steps for me to be able to say, well, Coach Luke don't have a job. I work for myself. I'm a master barber. So most of these guys or parents, they have nine to five jobs. They work for me and people like me or a corporation to where this father can't take off his light bill due. And if he leave that nine to five, he ain't gonna have no job tomorrow. I set myself up. If I didn't want to cut how today and I wanted to go coach you football, I'ma still be employed tomorrow. Or I'm gonna be employed, mm. I'm, I'm gonna be employed as soon as I get done with you football. Somebody calling me, or I could call somebody to schedule an appointment because I hustled that hard. I set myself up for that. But I'm saying that I said that to say this. I was it's already written for you. It's already written for you. You just got to get up and do your calling. It's, it's telling you in your head every day. That's all I could basically say. I like that. It's already written for you. Look, if family, if you are enjoying this, and I see Auntie Beatrice on here. Auntie B, it's good to see you. Um, that's our daddy system. It's already written for you. You know, and and a story not told um, is a, is a is a is a destiny lost. You know, I believe in you know everybody got an untold story that's within them. And so you today telling your story is impacted every single listener that will hear this. If we are able to look into the value of your story and extract what's necessary, not only to uh, apply in our lives, but help somebody else. And so one of the things that I've heard you say, and I know of you as my brother, as a leader in the community, is intellect, intellectual property, right? How important is that? to instill that in our children and what books would you say that we can change generational traumas, especially dealing with the black man into generational wealth, wealth meaning spiritual, mental, emotional, and also physical financially as well. Uh, communication is key. Communication rules this nation. And 
ain't saying I'm the smartest person, but I did try to try to up my intellect a little bit to be able to try to, to compete in this world. That's basically it. I ain't, I ain't like I said, I'm not the smartest dude, but I do read and I do try to uh, keep up with things, right? And the book that I work now, I would say go read. I would say read Think and Go Rich, Think and Grow Rich. And I would say read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. They sound like some cliche books, but these books really, really are powerful. And as I read them, it shows me of who I really am. Mm -hmm. Because that book, uh, I'm just talking about uh, think of, I mean, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Greene. It talks about two different dads, but as I read the story, it was talking about me being two different dads to my kids. Mm. And Expound what, on that. Expound on that. And hopefully we can dad, show those books. So when I when I get my kids or when I be, a, be around my kids, what father am I to them? Am I being the father that's showing, showing them how to think and grow rich? And, and be successful or is I'm the father that's showing them how to spin up their money and, and, and party and all this other stuff because I'm showing them that I ain't got it or is I'm showing them that I got it what lifestyle is we showing our kids I'm trying to show my kids right now I'm trying to be the rich dad right now my kid life trying to show them everything positive that's why they tell me dad you talk our ear off we don't want to hear that by you or is I'm really trying to really trying to show them negative the negative side of me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wow, family, look at this: rich dad, poor dad, and think and grow rich. Intellectual property. So I'm so happy, um, bro, that you was able to spend time with me today, and you know, share space and to be able to impart something that we can do to change the world. I'm gonna ask you, what would be three things? that you would tell our listening audience to speak it to the mother, speak it to the father, speak it to the children, speak it to the community, speaking to those who know and those who don't know to make an impact in this world. Give me three things that you would say that a person could walk away from this conversation and say, wow, I've been edified by this conversation today. Three, three things that I, I would like you to walk away with this get involved get involved into these kids lives because they is the future uh, of everything I heard a song when I was a little boy and I think it, I want to say it was by Whit, Whitney Houston we are the world we are the future no Michael Jackson but it was a, I think it was a bunch of people singing that song and that's true mm -hmm. that's true mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you want to walk away mm -hmm. with anything and say you got edified, man, just get involved into these kids' lives because you don't know the impact that you can make up amongst these kids. I didn't know where the impact that Coach Luke made. I thought I was no, a nobody. Mm. I thought I was that. But to these kids, I'm somebody and everybody to them. Remember. Oh, so wait a minute. I can't just let that go. You thought that you was a nobody. But I thought I was a nobody. You are at, you're at somebody. 
and I'm everybody to them. And you're everybody to them. That's, I'm, that's, I'm, a, that's when, a tear they, heart jerker. Yeah, when they daddy ain't there, I'm they daddy. When they mama ain't there, I'm they mama. When it when the referee ain't there, I'm the referee. When the teacher ain't there, I'm the teacher. When you yeah. when you when you when you ain't got no soda, I'm your soda. When you ain't hungry, I'm your food. Coach Luke, everything and everybody to them people, bro. That and yeah. I make myself available for them like that. Yeah, I sacrifice my own life for that. Yes, powerful. And what's what's number two? So the first one is get involved. Get involved. That's all. Since we, 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 you really ain't got to go too deep with this. <laughs> you, you don't need folk. <laughs> with this, with this, okay. we, once you indulge into the first one, you're going to find many. Right. Just right. get involved. Everything is big. Everything you need is getting because you getting involved. If you stay on the outside, you that's when you're looking for more. You're going to need four on. You need four right. to, hey, to, be, to be edified by this podcast. But once you get your behind involved, you don't need no more. I just told you what to do. <laughs> Go get involved. Go get involved. And if this don't edify you, then I don't know what to tell you. Being <laughs> You got to be in it to win it. And if you in it, if you in this, we'll win as a community. See, I can't I can't let my passion in this go and and and, and not be involved because this is gonna rub off on them. And then if it starts rubbing off on if it just rub off on one kid, then I did something. What if it rub off on a thousand kids? I really did something. And if it rub off on a thousand kids, that means it's gonna rub off on a million kids because them thousand kids might be coaches one day. I only need one one kid to come be a coach. Yes, sir. Hey, family, you, if you change one, you change many. So that's what I'm taking from this 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 talk today. You know, I think I know that I've been edified enough to say that if I could just make one, if I could make, if I could just change, or if I could just impact, not even change impact one i'm impacting many and yes. the, the the future the future is in our hands and i'm so grateful that again that you are impacting one to impact many and i truly believe that we live long after after our physical existence is gone we live long after that and we live long after that by the thoughts that we create that's going to live on in other people to be able to further the next. That's your legacy. Next. Exactly. Exactly. That's your so legacy. What in, in closing out and, and when we talk about legacy, Coach Luke, what do you want the world to know that's your legacy? That I helped make a change. Mm. That I had you know, I got kids of my own and I got a big extended family. And all I want to be known is that I helped make a change. I probably couldn't change it, but I helped make the change. Mm -hmm. See, we was, oh, let me just expound upon this real quick, sis. Go ahead. Back in the days, back in, back in the days, you know, us as blacks, we had our own going, Right. And something helped make a change that sparked us from going from right to wrong, right? 
You see where I'm going with this? Mm -hmm. I want to be the one that help us go from wrong to right. Somebody going to help spark that change. You see where I'm going, going mm -hmm. with that? Back in the days, we was doing right, and somebody sparked the change for us to go wrong. Right? Right. It's going to be somebody going to spark a change to go back right. I want to be a part of that. It might not be, be me myself, but it's something that I believe in and something values that I push forward. That's a principle that I push. And, and that's going to be, be my legacy. Let that live on that. I left that here. It probably ain't going to happen this year. It probably ain't going to happen this century. It probably happened 20 centuries from now. But at least I know I was a part of that, that pushed that agenda forward. That change will come back around. Okay, family, look, that's what you call movement. <laughs> let's start a movement of, or let's continue to further the movement of I helped make a change. So today you have listened to Coach Luke. You have given us, you know, the aspect of father, son, master clipper, I mean, master Barbara. You have given us uh, mentorship. You, you kept it real with me, bro. <laughs> Yeah, you know that all the time. One thousand. You, you kept it real with me, and I appreciate that. What's next for Coach Luke? What's next for Coach Luke? Uh, just to maintain, you know, uh, I ain't gonna say I'm content with my life, or I ain't on well complacent with my life. But you know, I'm I'm in a great I'm in a great spot with myself. I, I, I'm, in a, I'm, in, I'm in a great spot with myself. So what's next for me is just to keep furthering it and doing what I do best, try to sharpen my skills and hone my skills. I ain't looking to try to change nothing to, like I got something on the horizon that's going to be new for me or something. I'm just want to keep doing what I'm doing, but be better and greater at it. Absolutely. And I appreciate that. So let me, I want to just go back a little bit. You have a magazine, Clippers Magazine. Right. And I, I don't have that picture to show but do you see yourself, first of all, how can one get the magazine? And do you see yourself doing a book? Uh, right now, Clippers Magazine is, 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 it's a business, but it's secondary in my life right now. Okay, I understand. Yes, yeah, it's secondary because, you know, it, it takes a lot to run a magazine. It, it takes a lot to have an editorial. It takes a lot to do that. And I'm only one man. And not only do I cut hair, not only am I I'm a youth football coach, I'm a parent too. And trying to to run two, three businesses on your own is really hard. So you can't order a map, you can order a copy of the magazine. You can't get an issue. But mostly right now, I ain't, I ain't gonna tell you the next issue ain't coming out the next year. Yes, sir. <laughs> All <laughs> right, family. So and the other question is, are you gonna write a book? Yes, I am thinking about trying to write a little ebook. Okay. I am thinking about trying to write an ebook, but y'all give me some time with that. Y'all give me some time with that. It's football season, so I ain't gonna tell you no no date or nothing like that. Or, right. but it, it will be coming. All right. So look, we got one black man making a change here. So thank you so much, um, Coach Luke. Family, you have been listening to Heal on Purpose podcast. We hope that we have instilled some things into your life today, into your day, into your day that will make a change, that will get us to think right, be right, and do right, and to continue to help make our communities a decent and better place to live. I want you to know that Heal on Purpose, uh, Repair the Black Family that's produced 
has produced this podcast heal on purpose we have our new merchandise um you can definitely get your t-shirts to wear your affirmations unapologetically healing you don't have to say i'm sorry for healing most times we find ourselves apologize oh i'm sorry i'm crying i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry no you can just unapologetically heal and then of course heal on purpose stands for i'm intentionally healing every day i'm doing something to elevate my mind, my heart, my spirit, you know, and my way of life to heal on purpose. We're not passing down generational traumas, dramas, limiting beliefs, or self-sabotaging behavior patterns. We are passing down, family, generational healings. And your healing has will has and will affect everyone around you. So let's wear it. Let's talk about it. Let's see it, be it, do it, heal on purpose, and you don't have to apologize for it. Last but not least, the repair of the Black family. We're going to Egypt. Okay, September 18th through the 25th, we're taking you back to the motherland to activate that next level of healing. You are not who they say you are. You are who you create yourself to be. So we're going back to see what the guys did before us. Those who walked the land before us, we're going back to tap in. So we do still have nine spots left. We are encouraging you to experience a transformational life coaching retreat with Sister Nayira to activate and level up to your next level of healing. And again, we thank you so very much for tuning in. This is episode number nine, and we're going to continue to bring forth content that will help you develop your desire to heal on purpose. If I can leave you with one thing, I'll leave you with this. A quote from Maya Angelou. She said, people will never, people will not remember what you said. They will not remember what you did, but they will remember how you made them feel. And I hope today what we have shared with you, that you feel that the love that we have expressed, that you will remember that feeling as a part of this legacy, repairing the Black family. Thank you so much. We love you. Peace.